0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to The Backpacking Podcast. As always, I'm John Kelly here with a man who used to have the most beautiful red beard in existence and decided to instead ruin everybody's lives by shaving it off, Jeremiah Stringer.
1: Yeah, you know I've been taking a picture every day. I know you have. Yeah, I need to do like a a full-on time-lapse sometime. Now I'm the only one without, well, I guess technically I have a beard. You do. It looks good. Well, thank you, man. It's a man that makes beard, not the other way around. Yeah. And just like that, let's welcome in our guest
0: for the day.
2: Oh, welcome. Mr. Brian Carpenter. How are you, buddy? I'm good. It's good to be here. Good to be with you guys.
0: Yeah, we're glad you're here. And the funny thing is, I love where you're sitting. It like if you're watching on video right now, you're seeing a wholly different thing than people who are just listening. Yeah. But I look taller because Brian's sitting back further in the picture. <laughs> so my inferiority complex is way lower right now than it normally would be. So this is a good thing. Um, funny thing you may not know this Jeremiah. What's that? But Brian, aka the Flash, and I went to college together. Oh, I did. We know known that each either. other almost twenty five years. Wow!
1: wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and those that don't know, uh, Brian has actually backpacked a lot, like a lot more than me. Yeah, a and let me let lot. me
0: actually officially <laughs> introduce Brian to everybody real quick. This is Brian Carpenter, and Brian is. Uh, I guess we say the owner, CEO, founding person of Smoky Mountain Trail Signs, yeah, or officially
2: um, Carpenter Family Woodworking.
0: Officially yeah. Carpenter Family Woodworking, and uh, not only that, he's an he is a AT through hiker. Yes. he's a through hiker of the Sheltoe Trace, and he's a through hiker of the Superior Hiking Trail. Yep,
2: as of this year. As
0: of this year, I just yeah. finished that up recently. Actually, on that, Thanks. yeah. So, so you're like a legit. Backpacker, you're not like some of these guys we've had on this channel before who will remain nameless. Me, right? <laughs>
2: like Dan Hector does that guy hike. Dan, oh, oh. shots fired, shots Dan. fired.
1: Dan, Dan hikes. He hikes like I do, just on the weekends mostly. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, weekend warriors,
0: man. Weekend <laughs> yeah. warriors. But man, I actually did. had the pleasure of doing the Sheltoe Trace, most of it, anyways, with, yeah. with Brian. So, uh, had a lot of fun hiking that, yeah. and we had a lot of crappy
1: times too. Yeah. So, now, were you the person that broke that guy's foot? Were you on that trip?
0: Yes. Yeah. He was on the when uh, Julio hiked with us yeah, and he broke his yeah, foot yeah, yeah, two yeah. miles in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was our last, uh, kind of pre hike before we tried to do like two weeks in a row. Yeah. Monsoon season and, the the unplanned unexpected monsoon season right in
0: in september in kentucky when it never rains until that year yeah Yeah. Yeah. though that was that was a funny hike because um the day before we did 14 miles of almost all road walking like it was terrible like we we got done we were just like gosh that was terrible
1: september yeah and i guess better in september though than in the summer yeah, well, it miserable. was August. It was actually August. I think oh, when we did that part because well. it was
0: hot. Like it was hot when we were out there. Yeah, and then uh, we took a couple weeks off, and then we went to uh, down to Burnt Mill Bridge at the beginning of the Sheltoe Trace. Yeah,
1: that's a southern terminus.
0: Yeah, so we did. This was Brian's idea. This was oh, Brian's yeah. idea. He goes because originally we were just going to hike south to north. Yeah. and end up north of Moorhead, and he's like, he's like, have you seen what these terminuses look like? I'm like, no. He goes, they're boring. They suck, don't they, Brian? It's like, like, they're boring. Both and so, of them. And, and so then and I'm going to let Brian explain what his idea was for a better terminus for both sides of the trail.
2: Well, so if you know me and know John, we're not the smallest guys in the world. No. Um, so when John approached me about doing the sheltoe, he's like, yeah, we can do this in two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. I was two wrong. Weeks. And what's the mileage there? Um, it's three hundred and twenty. At the time, it was three hundred twenty-three. Well, they miles.
0: said three twenty-three, but after measuring it, everybody agrees it's about three fifty.
1: Yeah.
2: So
0: two
1: weeks—that's all it takes. That's uh, all it takes. Yeah. It's all the, takes. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: so, uh, you know, I in, in my head, I can still pull twenty-five mile days every day, um, like I'm still on the AT. But that's not the case. So yeah. I'm like, John, let's uh, let's kind of reconsider and let's, let's revisit uh, this idea. Let's uh, you know, let's take two weeks, do as much as we can, mm-hmm. but uh, why don't we go on and start doing some. Miles, get them knocked out on the weekend. And, uh, you know, let's go from Northern Terminus down to maybe Moorhead. Uh, looking at, like, the possibility of getting shuttles in or getting dropped off. It just looked a lot easier up north than it did yeah. down south. So, you know, get dropped off down south, then we just take off and just keep going north. No, don't have to worry about cars. But the uh, kicker. So The
0: kicker. And this is the important part.
2: So when you're, at, when you're looking at, like, what's a good place to, like, you know, finish up the day hikes – and then finish up the two weeks. Uh-huh. Like where it would be a beautiful spot, easy to access, um, where we could celebrate, have access to good food, good beer, good ice-cold L-8s. Well, there's a little place called Miguel's.
1: Oh, right Miguel's, Right outside yeah. the River Gorge. Yeah.
2: And uh, so, you know, we're looking at close to 100 miles, get from Moorhead down to Miguel's. And yeah. then we're looking at the other, the rest of the trail from the Southern Terminus back up. So we, uh, we thought... That's a good idea. We both like to eat. We're doing Miguel's, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go for that. And so uh, yeah, that trip where uh, Julio broke his foot, um, I got way ahead of you guys, yeah, somehow. And so I got to the uh, to the suspension bridge, and I'm just kind of hanging out and waiting and waiting. I'm like, something's wrong. I'm like these guys should be here by now. And I see you finally walk up on, like, the trail that wasn't the Sheltoe, Yeah. And you told me what was going on, and I felt bad because I'm like, dang, I got, like, ahead of you guys. I wish I was there. I could have helped out. And,
0: well, it was funny because what originally happened was he had he had felt like a hot spot on his foot. And so we stopped, yeah. and it was, like, this this huge boulder, like, in the middle of nowhere, a couple of places to sit. And so he's changing this hot spot on his foot, we're just north of the gorge at this point. Yeah. Like, there's a section you hike— that's a few miles to the gorge. And then you hike through the gorge to get down south to where Miguel's is near Natural Bridge. And so <laughs> we stop, and Julio is, I don't know where he is. I look at Brian, go, Have you seen Julio? He's like, No, man, I don't know where he is. I'm like, gosh, I hope he's okay. And all of a sudden he comes up really slow, hiking behind us. And he sits down next to me and he looks me in the eye, like just playing his day and goes, Brother, I think I broke my foot.
1: Keep talking.
0: And I'm like, What? He goes, yeah, I think I broke my foot. I'm like, dude, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he goes no, I'll be all right. And I said, have you looked at it? He goes, no. I said, let's look at it and see what we're dealing with here. So if we have to, we'll hike back. So he takes his boot off. And, dude, you can see the bone, like, pushing up against the skin. <sighs> and I'm like, okay, we need to go back. Because, no, nah, man, I want to finish what I started. Like, are you crazy? He goes, no, man, we got, we got to do this. This
2: guy's bigger than John and I. Uh, he's a big dude. And
0: he's a tough dude, too. Because we saw it seven miles till we got to the suspension bridge at that point. Wow. And so what was supposed to be, I think, like a 15, 14, 15-mile 15 day, yeah, for me, ended up being 21 miles because of hiking up and hiking back and h- hiking up and hiking back just to yeah. check on him. And uh, we stopped at Indian Arch because we were just there last week. Uh-huh. We stopped at Indian Arch, where you go up and then you take the right to go down the Sheltoe Trace. And we stop up there, and I grab my phone, and I call his wife, and I said, Julio, talk to your wife. She's coming to get you mm. uh, when we get down to this parking lot. And so he called her, and, and she drove up, and she picked him up there. So he hiked like five miles on a broken foot. Wow. On a broken foot, dude's tough
1: as nails. Now, why were you? Why did you? Why didn't you just stay next to him instead of hiking up and then hiking back? Why did you go back and forth instead of? Um, I figured he's going slow. And he, he was.
0: You could tell he was kind of embarrassed. Like I yeah. guess is the best way to put it. Like nobody wants to be that guy, right? And I and, it, and I didn't want him to feel like he was holding anybody back. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of a thing. I'm going to let him hike at his pace. Sure. I'm just going to go on up ahead, and plus I was looking for him. So I was like, man, I hope Brian, yeah. I, I'll see when I can catch up and find him. But this dude, no. okay, he's heavy. Don't get me wrong. Dude's a big dude. This boy can hike. Full like, jog. He can just go, dude. Like, he can just go. And my legs are short. I'm 5'8". Well, there's, there's pizza at the end of it. <laughs> That's, true. <laughs> That's true. It's That's like true. holding a candy bar a stick out in yeah. front of me. Um, but uh, this guy can go. Like, we hiked during the Sheltoe hikes. Like, this guy could just haul. I remember uh, we, we just did a section – to Peter's Mountain on the Sheltoe Trace mm-hmm. and my feet were just like cheddar cheese or Swiss cheese they were blistered horrible I mean they looked terrible and we had a road walk that we had to do from Peter's Mountain he just took off and I remember a mile or two into that I just looked up ahead and I'm like I'm just gonna let him go I can't keep up with this guy it was impressive Duke can hike He's, it's no joke man it's no it's joke an AT
1: experience man you just like I think it's muscle memory
2: yeah it really is yeah, and even on the shuttle when I when I started the Superior Hiking Trail, I was telling the shuttle driver, sweet lady, um, she's like the queen of the Superior Hiking Trail, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm planning on doing like you know, 17, 18 miles a day, and you get this done in like 20 days, and and she's like, you can't do that. I'm like, why not? She's like, this trail, you'll you'll go home in two days. This trail will tear you up. You can't do that. I'm like. Well, I have to <laughs> like, <laughs> Not finishing this trail isn't an option. I got to get it done. Like I have so many miles a day I have to do, I got to do it. She's like, no, you can't do that. And uh, so, and I mean, she was right. The trail is super tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, first day I did 12 miles and I was, I was mad. This like, is on the superior. Yeah. This is on the superior. And I'm mad. Cause like I only did 12 miles. Yeah. I didn't realize it was going to take three hours to get up to like the Canadian border just to park the shuttle. And then me hike another mile and a half to get to the, to the, to the So border. it was more of a time thing than it was. It was a late start. You been able to handle the hut hi- It was a miles. late start. Um, the miles were starting to get hard then. But it, yeah, it was, it was almost dark when I got that first campsite. And and I'm like, I can't, I don't have the daylight to get to the next one. I don't want to push it the first day on the trail. Um, so I'm like, I can make this up next day. Um, put in the miles I needed to the next day, but I was still like a little behind. And so I'm trying not to let that eat at me. But uh, I mean, being out there alone, not seeing hardly anybody, it it like gets to you a little bit. But then it got to the point where I'm just like, forget this. This trail sucks. Which it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. It's a, it's an amazing trail, but in my head, I'm just like, this sucks. And I'm like, I just want to get to town. And the biggest mistake I made in my planning, I did not allow myself time to go to towns. I, I had yeah. a nine day stretch to get to the first town to take a zero, which was too much. Yeah. So I started picking up the miles. So, um. Before I got to Silver Bay, which was a town I was going to take a zero, like I, I pulled a seventeen mile day, but thirteen of those miles was um, bleeding out to death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is a fun story, <laughs> and we need to talk about this because
0: I'm on the phone with Brian. Okay, he calls me. Yeah. So, and and this is this is I'm, I'm going to set you. I'm going to let you tell the story, but I want to I want to set this up because Brian had texted me, I think, and he was just like, "I was like, so how's it going?" He goes. The only part that stinks is there's nobody out here. So you're just by yourself the whole time. And he yeah. goes, if I did something like this again, I'd want to come with somebody else and, and hike with somebody. And I was like, well, give me a call if you need someone to talk to. And so he he just gave me a shout. And we were talking. And all of a sudden I hear him grunt. And I go, you okay? He goes, yeah. And he keeps talking. And he says, hey, man, I fell. Um, I'll call you back. I'm like, okay. like, okay. So I'll
2: let him tell you exactly what happened. But. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. So, um, all this, all this, the side, the side journey we're on right now is just to say, like, the muscle memory comes back. You end up putting in the the miles you need to. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for 19 mile day on this day because the next day I'm getting to a town, and town means a hotel room, a shower, (sighs) laundry, hot food, um, all the above, and I'm, I'm just ready. Like it's, it's been eight days of just kind of solitude, loneliness. Um, beautiful views, like, but super tough trail, but you know, a pretty good experience. I'm trying to stay out of my head because if I get in my head, then I'm having a terrible time. Right. So I have this day, it's like the day before getting into town. I'm like, all right, 19 miles. I got this. I'm doing it. I'm pushing because the next day I have four easy miles to get to town and then I get a long Nero and then the zero the next day, like I'm going to be money. Like I'll be burning up the trail after that. So I'm, I'm pushing the miles. I'm, I'm off to a great start. Like the leaves had already fallen off the trees. Like, it's just beautiful. You can see everything. You can see the lake. Um, like when you're up on this mountain and you see Lake Superior through the trees, it's just beautiful. Cause all you see is the lake and nothing else. And I'm booking it. I'm, I'm making great time. And, uh, I called John cause I'm feeling a little lonely. So I'm gonna call, call one of my hiking buddies <laughs> <cool>. and, uh, <laughs> check in, see how he's doing. And we're talking and we're talking and, I just, my foot catches a root or a rock or something. I couldn't tell because the trail was just completely covered in leaves. I go flying forward, which is nothing new. Like I've I've fallen before. Yeah. Um, i got bruises and scars uh, to show those. I mean, Sheltoe. gosh. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that. Yeah. You want to see two guys falling down more than they're hiking. That's uh, the, our Sheltoe. Peter's hike. Mountain especially. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I bite it. And and of course, I'm talking to John at the same time and, and uh, just kind of, trying to collect myself. i get my backpack on it, then undo my backpack, throw my hiking poles down. And I kind of look over by my feet and notice a little bit of blood on some leaves. I'm like, that's weird. Like, I didn't feel like I fell hard, but I, I see a little puddle of blood. So I kind of roll my leg over and it's just gushing out from my knee. Oh, are you wearing shorts? Thing. Yeah, always. <laughs> this dude, like, no, no kidding, if he's in the Smoky Mountains and it's
0: like 12 degrees out, he's hiking in shorts. Yeah. Always in the yeah, shorts? Yeah. It's hardcore, man. Weird. Him hardcore. and Miyagi,
2: dude, like they're, they must be kindred spirits. Sometimes there's long underwear on under the shorts, but hey, most times it's the shorts. But yeah, I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm, it's gushing out of my knee. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm like, John, I'm, I'm going to call you back. I'm, I'm bleeding out pretty bad, <laughs> and, uh, which is a funny way to kind of leave a conversation. So I, I hang up with him and, and, uh, look at my knee and it's, it's gross. It's, it's just, there's like pieces of leaf and stuff in there and. I'm like, all right, this isn't good. First concern is, like, I got to get the bleeding to stop. So I, I keep a clot patch, one of those quick clot patches, in my first aid kit. Like, my dad, like, for his sanity, he wants me to keep one of those in my kit all the time. It's a good thing you did. Yeah, I'm glad I did. Like, it's bulky, but put that on, taped it up to my knee. Um, it still looks like you're bleeding because it, it stops the platelets, mm-hmm. and that's what clogs or clots in your in your artery or your veins or whatever. But the water is still coming out, and the water's still red. So it still looks like you're bleeding, but it's really... It's clotting. It's what, just fluid. It's, more it's more like plasma
0: you, or something like coming out of it, like
2: the yeah, fluid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What did you tape it on with? Uh, tape.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Which
1: clutch for blisters and it's cl- all the it's above? Clutch but yeah. pulls
2: every hair out of your oh. every hair out of your leg <laughs> it, it, wherever I've, you tape. Oh, I've heard
0: that that stuff's great unless you're sweating. Then you oh, can't did get your sweat sti- off. The, well, if, you ha- if you're sweating before you put it on. Oh, okay. Because yeah. yeah, then yeah. you can't get it to stick to your skin. It's just like a pain in the butt. Like okay. I've never had a good time with it when I'm already sweating. So I'm sure with it being cooler outside, that yeah. probably helped out a ton. Yeah.
2: I have a great manscaping story with Luko tape too. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the
1: It'll sure rip off the toe hair. It'll rip off everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's PG
2: it's podcast, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But, um, so, yeah, I, I, I tape myself up and, and I, I keep on hiking because, um, you know, you're not going to do any good just sitting there in the woods. And I knew I was still um, quite a ways from any road. So take off hiking, and uh, I know there's a campsite coming up about another six miles. Mm. And uh, the Superior Hiking Trail has great campsites. They're well-distinguished, well-marked. Every campsite has, like, like benches around a fire ring. So, like, there's a place to sit down. So I get to this campsite, and it is the only campsite on the whole trail that they closed because of bear activity. (sighs) So I'm like, well, at least they're not grizzly bears. Like, they're not going to smell my blood and be like... Yes, lunch. <laughs> I know, right? So, so I get there and, and I'm I'm cleaning up. I, I take filtered water. I'm I'm pouring it into my knee hole, and which is what it is essentially. It's a giant hole, like a gash in my knee. And, yeah, you were showing us pictures. It's pretty. I that was gross, it. man. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was bad. So I'm I'm pouring filtered water in it, and which is which was important to use filtered water yeah. um, for that case. I also had antibacterial wet wipes, and I'm like kind of in the hole. Um, I saw some loose skin, and um, I tried pulling at it to see, like, if it would come off, try to get it away from the hole, and it, it wouldn't. And so I took my pocket knife, which was very dirty and nasty, and cut that off. Uh, uh, just kind of chucked uh, it in the leaves. Uh, didn't realize how thick of, like, that skin section was, which they could have probably used that to, like, stitch me up. I will say it was like, like a half an inch deep yeah. section of skin, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was oh, it was, um, you fed the coyotes that night. Yeah, some something ate good that night. But uh <laughs> did that, cleaned it up really well. Um used antibacterial wet wipes on it, um, put a band-aid on it, which was all I had left. I didn't have any gauze pads or anything. Put some Leuco tape over that and kept hiking. And like within a mile, saw a bear and uh it took off running, luckily. It was a small one too, so I wasn't too scared. But it didn't smell your blood. No. Um, or it didn't, <laughs> ran off anyway. Yeah. I'm not Edit, edit that one out. Uh, so so it took off. Um, luckily, there, there's a great um, community of people on a Facebook group up there that um, are part of the Superior High Control community. So I, I posted to the page and it was like, anyone in the area that could give me a ride to town would be like greatly appreciated. And um, didn't have any luck, but fortunately, um, which is something I learned on the AT trail, magic goes a long way. And a friend of mine that I met on the AT reached out to me. He said, Hey, man, I just saw your post. Um, I know some people up there. I just got a hold of a guy who can shuttle you um, from this highway you're going to cross. He'll take you into Silver Bay um, and offered to pay for it. I'm like, I got cash, so that's that's cool. Thank you. Um, so met this guy at the road crossing. When I got to the road, I had to wait for him for a few minutes, but there happened to be a group of nurses that were out hiking. And so they offered some first aid stuff. Um, they They didn't do anything to clean it, but they offered me some bandages and stuff just to wrap it up better. Shuttle driver got there. Um, took me to a gas station that had a little deli. I was able to get a pizza real quick before they closed. And then he took me to the hotel, um, and then the hotel just happened to be next door to the urgent care center. So, oh nice. Next morning I got to walk there as soon as they opened, and they took me in, cleaned it up. They were impressed with how well I cleaned it. Um, told me I shouldn't have cut off the extra skin, <laughs> um, and then uh, kind of gave me some stuff to keep it wrapped up and sent me on my way. So,
0: so what you're telling? If you're giving a tips like a tip for backpackers if you take out a huge chunk of your leg don't cut off the excess skin <sighs> yeah or your leg you
2: can, they can probably say don't, don't cut off your leg either that would be bad yeah. severing your your body parts is not a good unless idea. you're in a 27 hour later scenario then maybe it may yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i mean that, that was that was kind of crazy so um getting through all that um i was anxious to get back on the trail because again i'm on a i'm on a tight deadline and uh so the next day I get out, and I'm just not feeling it mentally. Like, I, I should have taken a few more days off, just let my leg heal. Wasn't going to do it. I was too stubborn. Pulled up maybe a 12-mile day that next day, which was the toughest 12 miles I think I'd faced the whole trail. I'll bet that hurt. It did. Um, I ran into a guy. There's There were two guys that were going southbound as well, and I'd met them at different times, got ahead of them, like, all the time. Um, but this one guy caught up with me, and he was – going in the silver bay and it was so tempting to just be like "Eh, i'll just go with you take the rest of the stay off but i I kept going which i'm glad i did um it was another for me mentally it was like it was a good thing i did because i was able to like all right i did this and then within a couple days i pulled four 20 mile days and then finished with a 23 mile day to get into duluth here's a four 20 mile days a 23 mile day and he had a hole in his leg And uh, that insane. they held together with little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> butterfly strips. Strips. Isn't that what you said they put on it? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and they, like, as soon as I unwrapped my leg, they were, like, long gone. Like yeah. So they fell off oh, early. Yeah. But uh, once I got to Duluth, I was able to take another day to just rest. I got to this hostel, and the hostel, I guess their fire alarm went off that day. And uh, so, like, their sprinklers went off, and they had to evacuate. And the, Oh, and, no. So they weren't allowed to have anyone, but I already made reservations. And I was exhausted like I was that the night before I got to Duluth we, it was just a massive rainstorm and I was camping alone which was pretty much 99% of my nights I was all by myself at a campsite and uh wake up in the morning to everything I'm just in the middle of a mud pit like it rained that hard it just turned to mud I was lucky that the the moose pond right next to my campsite didn't raise up enough to oh that would have been awful flood me, yeah but wow. everything like bottom of my tent, my sleeping pad, my bag, um, backpack, everything has just mud on it. And so I I'm ha- I'm, like I knew I had like in my head I'm like I need to pull like a 15, 20 mile day today, day, then a few days a few miles tomorrow to get to Duluth. I'm just like, screw it. like I just took off and uh, met a guy about two miles in who was very familiar with the area, lived in Duluth. and so he hiked out with me and he actually set a really good pace. And we we did like a three mile an hour pace the whole way out and wow, um, that's cooking man, and made it out to the uh, to the n- non-traditional southern terminus, which is a parking lot outside of Duluth. and the reason they have a terminus there is that there's almost 15 miles through the city of Duluth that you hike where there's no hostel campsite, anything like you can get a hotel mm-hmm. um, and then there's about 10 15 miles outside of Duluth on the other side where there's still no campsites available um, until you get down into um, the southern terminus area and there's campground there so uh, it's like a mile from the terminus So (laughs) so there's
0: there's a big section of this trail you're actually hiking through the city yeah so it's urban hiking for some
2: of it yeah yeah really i didn't know that so so once i got to the hostel i was able to like they're like well we're really not supposed to take you in but they they saw me and i just looked like i've been through hell have some
1: pity yeah
2: yeah so they took me in showed me where the shower was they had a sauna there they showed me how to use that and then uh they cooked they cooked me dinner which was like amazing and uh they were just super hospitable um and there was no one else there that night are
1: you allowed to say the
2: name no i I don't want to say it just because they uh yeah, um, just to make sure. Yeah, because they took me in, and they probably shouldn't have had, based yeah. on fire code or whatever. Well, luckily,
0: you already had a reservation, too, yeah. so that probably helped a little bit, too. It wasn't like you just randomly walked up, kind of like we did when we went to a Charrot Creek Lodge.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> That was trail magic, too. That was. And uh, so after after a shower, which everyone knows after you've been hiking a couple of days, like, shower can uh, uh, change your whole world. Um, and eating a hot meal, like, I took the next day off, and, and then from there was able to just— I just day hiked the rest of the trail, and which was great on my knee, um, great for me mentally, and then I was able to finish strong the final day. And um, yeah, pulling a couple twenty mile days through that, just even with an injury, like oh my gosh, some, sometimes you just want to be done. So.
1: I don't know a whole lot about the Superior Hiking Trail. If if just the average Joe was going out there and they wanted to through hike it,
2: what's the mileage? What's the days like? So it is three hundred and 10 ish miles Uh um depends on which southern terminus you use if you use the if you do the full through hike um you're going to do about 310 miles Mm -hmm. if you do the traditional through hike it's only 270 okay ish and that'll take you you'll stop before you get into duluth from the northern terminus yeah um i started canadian border and went south um for a couple of reasons, the Canadian, the, the northern terminus is way more, or northern and is way more remote. Uh-huh. And so I figured if I could get that hard part done first, um, I'd be in good shape to finish strong. Yeah. And so, which was, for, and for timing wise too, I was able to see the leaves that end the peak. So, I mean, all the bright r- oranges and reds, like they were popping. So like my scenery was just hundred percent like perfect.
1: What, what's the start and end date for you?
2: Um, I started September 27th and finished October 17th, maybe. Okay. It was it was 18 days of hiking and two zero days. Yeah. That's what I did it in. Yeah,
0: dude. You killed it on that. I mean, like, especially because I, I've talked to you about your hiking. You don't train before you go out on the trail. You I just go, couch get to, up and go. Couch to 100K. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Catch 300K. Yeah, three, uh, catch the 500K. So uh, when, you, when you did this, when you got done with the trail, how would you rank, like you've now done three through hikes. Of the three, which obviously I think the 18 most difficult overall, but what would you say was the most difficult hiking of the three?
2: That's tough. Um, they all offered different difficulties. So when we were on the Sheltoe, a lot of like, the weather that we encountered, the, the high creeks and stuff like that, the um, Cumberland river being flooded and having yeah. to deal with the, the narrow way in the copperheads and all that in the yeah. dark, like, I mean, that that's a different difficulty than the straight up straight downs, right. the sawtooth mountains of, of the superior hiking trails. So it's each of them had their own difficulty. I think, you know, what made it, what made the experience good on the Sheltoe, even though it was tough was hiking like with you like right. having a, having a hiking partner to just vent frustration to kind of encourage to push on right um, stuff like that I didn't have that on the superior hiking trail mm. I'd run into a guy every once in a while and you get into I think there's like five to seven state parks that you go through and they're crowded there's a ton of people in those but they're out for the day they're just hiking to a waterfall
0: so are you um, like you're you're saying like the mental game was really the tough the mental
2: game was a lot tougher. Um, yeah. Like even driving up, like hitting all the tolls and outside of Chicago, I got pulled over for the first time in like 20 years, um, speeding through Wisconsin and, uh, luckily didn't get a ticket. I got a warning, which was super awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, just getting up there and like trying to like, cause I, I didn't have any like downtime between like, here. I'm going to take a couple days off work and I'm going to drive up. Like, right. I, I I got off work, finished my shift, and took off. Like, oh man. It was like one of those, like, all right, let's do this. Wow. So there, there wasn't like a mental gap. So you didn't have to, like a
0: night where you just kind of chilled out and no, you just it was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it was,
1: I got to have some cushion time.
2: Yeah. It, I, it really makes all the difference. Yeah. Like, even like I'll, I'll take off a weekend, Smokies, and I'll leave right after work and go hiking and come back, and, and I'm fine because I'm like, that's second home to me, but like, you take off, drive, like, you know, however many hundred miles it is to get up to to, to the Wisconsin or Minnesota border. Oh, well, right. yeah. And then you're like, all right, see everyone in three weeks.
1: Like, right. Yeah, a lot of people oh, think man. a lot about, like, what what their through hike's going to be like how many zeros they're taking and what their resupplies look like. But you also have to consider your travel time outside of your hike time. Like when I was doing the long trail, I flew out of Nashville, and I don't live in Nashville. That's a meme, by the way. That's a meme, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. We had to talk about this in our
0: last episode. Whenever Jeremiah says, when I was hiking the long trail. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's me and a meme. So, you got to drive to where you're flying out of. Fly. Sometimes change flights. Plus, you have your gear, and there's certain things you can't take on the plane. Period. So, you got to go
0: somewhere and buy fuel and
1: things like Mm -hmm. that. Had to buy that afterward. Plus... Like the trailhead doesn't start at the airport. Right. So I had to get a hotel outside the city where the terminus was because usually they're in the middle of nowhere because you're backpacking, right? So it's the woods. So then you drive up there, you actually do your backpacking, and when you go into the city, you have to have a ride into the city most of the time. So you have to hitch or pay for a shuttle. And then you have to get back to where you started, like hitchhiking, and then when you get to the end, typically you got to have a place to sleep and shower because you don't want to get on a plane or drive for twelve hours.
0: When you really got to pray too, like that when you go hitching, that it's actually a place where people will pick you up. We hitched yeah. on the Sheltoe Trace, and we had one car that stopped for us, and there was no way we were getting inside of that car because we did not fit. It was like this family that had a station wagon,
2: and they were living in it basically. Yeah,
0: there was like every personal belonging of theirs was inside the back, and we could. We just literally would not fit inside of it. Yeah. But
2: they were like, we could figure it out
0: for you, and we're like, <laughs> no, you're good. But nobody else would even like wave at us. Like they would just yeah. drive right by. So you're 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 kind of hoping somebody will pick you up. We lucked out and found like this amazing lady that came and picked us up, and we called you know called a shuttle in. Um, but then that cost you money, right? And so. Yeah, Yeah,
1: if you have the money, sometimes the shuttle service is invaluable. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, those Facebook groups are very, very handy getting the information on phone numbers for shuttles and that kind of thing. Really makes you wonder how they pulled it off twenty five years ago. (sighs) Tough doing this
0: stuff, you know. I mean, you think about it. We didn't have the GPS units we have now. We didn't have the we didn't have smartphones where we could look on them. We could see where we are on a map. You know, you're literally using paper maps. And hoping for the best.
1: No Dyneema, no <laughs> di- back- yeah, yeah. frame backpack for sure. Yeah, external the, frame, external yeah. frame backpacks.
0: <laughs> You're carrying sixty pounds on your back the whole time. I mean, yeah. dude, you just think about it. From now, like the way it is now, mm-hmm. dude, we got it so easy. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad we got it
1: easy. Me too. I feel like a sissy. I don't care if I'm, I feel. I
2: feel empowered. Is what I feel. Like. <laughs> that's so. okay. Well, at the Same time. So, if you can, if you can up and, and hike a couple hundred miles, you're, you're yeah. not a sissy. You're, you're doing yeah. something a lot of people dream they can do. So it's that's true. It's a, I guess something to consider. Whatever makes whatever makes the journey easier. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you get there, but if you do it, so it's.
1: Yeah, you know it doesn't matter how nice your gear is, and like how ultra light all all those backpacking trips are still hard for me yeah it doesn't matter what i take or how long it takes going like, uphill it's gonna is be hard. never easy i don't care no. who
2: you're going uphill still going uphill even it's, without weight yeah but it's i mean i i was lightest base base weight i've had was hiking the superior i I upgraded a lot of gear before i can hiked we the, talk about your gear yeah yeah, yeah. what um, was your base weight so it was pushing right at 13 pounds Wow, that's that great. is so light, that's man. That's great. Um, you were borderline. That's my borderline AT, ultralight, because ultralight's
0: like at 10 pounds, right? I think so. Yeah, so you were just
2: barely above ultralight. My my AT base weight was 32 pounds. <laughs> wow. It was 45 pounds with food and water. You really switched out some gear. Yeah. So on AT, I used a Deuter Air Contact uh, 65. Um, empty is almost 7 pounds. <sighs> Great backpack. Didn't get yeah. a single freaking hole the whole 2,184 miles built in that to backpack. Last. It is bomb-proof.
0: But, uh, oh, you used that on the Shell too. Isn't that
2: the same one? No. Which one did you use on the Shell I used a Marmot. It's, that's um, right. It was a Marmot. That's right. Um, which I was planning on using on the Superior, and I'm like, or I could go a little, a little lighter, <laughs> and I uh, went with a Hyperlite and loved it. First time using um, – like I didn't get any pre hikes in with it, mm. um, I went cold. And yeah, we were talking about this on the way back. Okay, we we all went out to lunch.
0: If you're watching online and you're listening, we went out to lunch. Went to Skyline Chili, and it was awesome. Had a great lunch. Great, Mister Backpacking with Jason Sir met up with
2: us. <laughs> What's that? Said it was a great three way.
0: It was it was great. <laughs> and so then we we get back, and on the way, I'm talking to him about his backpack, and he goes, he goes, so uh, yeah, I just I got it and just started hiking. I was like. You didn't even like practice like packing and unpacking. No, just got out there. You know, you're talking about the tarp in our yes. last episode about how I took a tarp out this weekend I'd never used before. Yeah, I was just... making
1: fun of John because he we hadn't used any war bonnet stuff and it doesn't have any attachments. It's just a raw tarp. It's just tarp. straight out of the package, just like if you bought it,
0: which is what I anticipated when, when he yeah. said we were getting them. But... So
1: I show up and I'm like, here's the tarp. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take that one out. Just on the spot, yeah. And then ten minutes later, we're walking, and he's setting it up. That not no issues, but I always try to try stuff out at home. And he yeah. he took a backpack. <laughs> it's one thing to take <laughs> a tarp,
0: okay? <laughs> tarp's not crazy, but a backpack that is like the gutsiest
2: move. Like yeah. so, just it's a backpack. Yeah, but what if it didn't fit, man? <laughs> no, I did make sure it fit. Oh, like, okay, it, okay. So so I I actually like I'm I know my body. Um, I know my body type and which is funny because, um, we went to an REI one time and and my wife was looking for a a newer backpacking backpack and the guy comes over and he's like, do you need any help trying anything on? I'm like, no, we're good. We got it. And, uh, I knew what size she needed Uh and I knew how to measure her and everything. And, and, uh, so he came back over. He's like, well, why don't we measure her? I'm like, no, she's a small. Well, we should measure her to make, I'm like, it's okay. She's a small. And he insisted. And I'm like, go ahead. Sure enough. She was a small. <laughs> they and mean well, they, they do. And I'm just like, I, you, you try not to be this guy. Who's like, I've hiked the AT. It's okay. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. You
1: try not to be holier than that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're, you're heavy gear. How cute! Like, you know, and I love well, our, I love REI. The, and you know their trade the, that they're
0: supposed to do that because you aren't the normal person that comes in, right? right. Like the normal person that comes and has no clue what they're looking for, and so they come in saying, "Yeah, I know what I'm talking about," and they don't. They're just trying to look good for this cute lady they're with, you know. Yeah. They, they're going to be like, why, "Why don't you let me help you? Yeah, yeah. you're about to embarrass yourself, you oh, know." So and so, like, they have no idea. So, of course, that beard should have given it away. Yeah, well. Anytime someone sees that beard and someone's like buying backpacking gear and they have a beard like this guy, you should have met. like, oh, this
2: guy knows what he's talking about. It's like, I need a backpack that's going to hold my beard <laughs> and <laughs> get me where I'm going. So, but yeah, I know, I know my body. I know, I know like what size I need, but I did go to our local outfitter and had them measure me just to be on the safe side because mm-hmm. I wanted to get it right. Yeah. Um, time-wise, I'm ordering this thing two weeks before my hike. Oh, and uh, close. You so, make fun of a tarp, dude. Look at this thing. So this is crazy. So like Hyperlight was incredible through the whole process. As I, I posted a picture of like our online store on my Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Just like, should I? Shouldn't I? Would it even get here on time? I tagged them in it. Their customer service emailed or messaged me back right away. They're like, when do you need it by? We can make sure we have it to you by then. Wow. And I was like, and I was on the fence about getting it because it's like, you know, it's a big investment to buy a new backpack. And uh-huh. and uh, so I was just like, sold. I'm like, I need it by this date. They had it to me. Like, usually they have to make everything on the spot. I don't know if they made it fresh or if they had one available or yeah. what the deal was. But I had it within two days. Wow! So it was super quick. So hyperlight, like, they end up getting... And then I end up ordering like the little pouch to go on the pack too, because uh-huh. um, it was waterproof. I keep my phone in it. Did
0: you get the pack pods that they put inside that they used to put inside the pack? No, or? I've
2: heard really good things about those too. No, I, I didn't feel like it's glorified stuff sack. Yeah, like, yeah. I have stuff sacks. <laughs> 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 I, I, you can never have too many stuff sacks, but I, I have too many stuff sacks. Okay, so, to- thanks, thanks, Especially thanks to Enlightened Equipment who accidentally threw in like three stuff sacks with my one quilt. So yeah,
0: that that's nice. <laughs> okay, so question for you. We're gonna change topics just a little bit. Okay. Just want I want to do this because I have a question for you. I've never asked you this question, and I've always wanted to. Um, Remember, this is a PG podcast, so you know I I need your help with this one. But uh, if uh, if you could name the most hiker trash thing you've ever done in your life on the trail,
2: what would it be? can't say it if we're keeping a PG.
0: <laughs> okay, what's the second worst <laughs> hiker trash thing
2: you've ever done? Besides cutting a big chunk of skin off and just throwing <laughs> it on the ground? Oh, man. Oh. It had to be poop related. That's
0: always It always is. It always comes back to poop. Poop always has to come up at some point.
2: I mean, I, I've eaten food I've dropped on the ground. Um, that's standard. Well, you um, ate chips out of the trash, didn't you, or something like that? Yeah
1: jalapeno okay
2: so along those lines i i did a i did a <laughs> you just opened pandora's box <laughs> yeah, just, wow. so I, I did a uh, work for stay at the yellow deli in vermont which is uh basically a cult um, oh yes spend, i had some
1: experience with the yellow deli so the
2: super nice people uh, Yeah, just don't drink their kool-aid um <laughs> yeah that's, no that's, yeah They'll, they
1: they have a lot of guys working for them
2: they got a lot of kool-aid <laughs> uh, but it, it's a it's it a, really is a
1: cult john yeah it i'm really not is. joking it is What's like it full called? on the yellow deli oh we're yeah looking they, up they up have right a couple now.
2: they have a couple locations but they they grow their own like vegetables and stuff they super nice people yeah um, but it's it's a deli and then above them is a hostel so yeah we get, ate there in Vermont. yeah it was good food yeah um they have all kinds of like crazy herbal teas and stuff like that and um so we got there, and I did a work for stay, which essentially you, you do some work for them. They let you stay in the hostel at yeah. a boost rate or a free rate. And uh, so basically I was bussing tables. And so I'd come up behind, you know, non-hiker people, but just people in town enjoying their afternoon, eating some delicious food. Right. They'd leave. I'd go take their plates off the table and take them to the back and, you know, throw the trash away and get, get them ready to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. I'd eat the pickles, the potato chips, the half-eaten <laughs> sandwiches. Like, it didn't get thrown away. I just ate it.
1: This is this is pre-COVID. Will we ever go yeah, back?
2: Yeah. I mean, the pickles may have had a bite taken out of them. Like, it's like <laughs> the it was pickles. behind a curtain. They didn't see it. Um, that's it free. High, it was free food. That's the like, definition of hiker trash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. Yeah. So that that that's a good non-poop story example of. Uh, some hiker trash stuff so
0: no i i do remember though um when we were hiking it, the, the day that julio broke his foot the mm-hmm. day before we went to this restaurant oh, to eat goodness. and it was his, his dad was our was our shuttle basically and so he had he had dropped us off at our campsite or he had brought all of our he had dropped us off to hike that morning and then met us at the campsite to give us our gear so we basically we hiked without our gear for 14 12, miles yeah, 14, about 14 miles. Yeah. And and so he he dropped our gear off at our campsite and met with us. And we we're sitting there cuz you guys just want to go out for a restaurant instead of eating here at the camp. We're like, "Well, yeah. Of
1: course I want to <laughs> go to a restaurant."
0: So we went to this like hole in the wall country food restaurant. And you had a cheeseburger, yeah. right? The next day,
2: oh, it wasn't even the next it wasn't day. It was the next day. It was that night.
0: He goes he goes he goes. I got to go poop. Okay? So he grabs his gear and he takes off. He goes back, and this is no joke. He, this is what he says to me. He looks at me and goes, There's not a cat hole deep enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: I, mean, it, I couldn't get out of my tent fast enough. It just it hit me. I mean I yeah. couldn't get off the trail fast enough. Like I wasn't <laughs> off the trail hardly at all. That's that and crazy there were other people, burger. There were some other people camping right there. And I was just like, These older guys, look away. Look away. Uh full eye contact. <laughs> oh, it was embarrassing. I'm just like, you guys are Please don't remember this. Come uh, the Sheltoe <laughs> <the laughs> Shelton- <laughs> Awards night, because <laughs> they were all they were all the challenge hikers, and they just oh saw me gosh. make a mad dash toward a bush. And
1: now on a on a normal um, instance, whenever it's not an emergency poop, are you a butt hanging off a down tree? Are you hanging on
2: to a tree? Are you a squatter? Okay, so I'm the worst trail pooper in the history of. Hikers, I don't know what that means. On the AT, I pooped three times. He's like you, dude. Oh, he, he does everything. He he plays the poop game. Don't poop in the woods. Don't poop in the woods. Game. Oh, pound it, bro. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm we're a ter- all there. I'm a, I'm a terrible trail yeah pooper. So the AT you have privies. right so, I mean, yes. sure there might be a brown recluse hanging out on the seat or <laughs> a mountain of poop sticking up above the rim. Like it's a privy. Like yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you make do with it. You, you, you have you squat anyway. Um, and if it's so, if it's in the Smokies, you're waving at everybody anyways. As yeah, they walk by. so so yeah, I was I was a privy pooper. I didn't have my first woods poop until um, right about Waynesboro, Virginia, which is getting close to the halfway point. Yeah, and uh, it just something hit me. Um, I took off running up a hill and uh, got behind a tree. <laughs> I thought I'd be safe. I didn't know the trail kind of boomeranged around this tree. Oh no! <laughs> so like this one guy I was hiking with, he's like, I'm like. Dude, I'll catch up with you. Well, then I see him like walking right by me again. I'm just like, no. <laughs> it, it was a horrible back against a tree, like sitting position, and the flies were attacking. It was a horrible, oh, like, yes. horrible experience. Um, then I didn't, I didn't poop again in the woods till New York, and uh, was right around Blood Mountain, and mm-hmm. a, a tree had fallen down close to where we were camping, and it was far enough away from our campsite, and I sat on the tree my butt hanging off the back. Yeah. And it was perfect.
1: Yeah, that's a you got to find and, the right texture, height, yeah, location. Yeah. It's a complicated process. Well, that's and, like
2: my hammock privy
0: that I was given a few days ago.
1: Oh and, yeah, the perfect alternative yeah, for perfect, you. Is, and then, is, then you is, could tell us your other poop.
0: The, the yeah. hammock privy is like
1: It's called a porta privy. Porta privy. I like to call it the hammock privy
0: cuz that's what it is. It's it's like a little tiny hammock you sit on with a hole in it for
2: your booty. That's true. So and it's, it's more like a peach hammock, not a banana hammock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it's funny. We'll man. go with that. We'll go with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's trademarked.
1: Thomas trademarked it as the Porter Privy, and he's going to sell those. I hope it turns into a big business.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. That's that's one of those things. I'm not. Now I would rather put. I'll do the tent or the tarp. Uh huh. I'll take a tarp out in the woods without having used it before. I'm going to have to figure out a way to use that before I go into the woods, because I don't want to mess that up. I know. If you fall it, into a mound of poop. Oh, that would be the worst experience ever, just having it, because I may have to buy a small suspension just for it. No, you can it get comes with it. Because pretty cheap. I know, but
1: I might get like a little bit something a little more. Have you felt through the suspension? Yeah. It's like 800 pound of steel. I know. It's, it's not going anywhere. It's ease of setup. I'll send you because a here's video. The thing. Here's,
0: here's my thing. Here's my thing. Let me go with this. Okay,
1: okay. Let me go with this. Listen. <laughs> okay, okay. us everybody complain. There's no complaining. All right, let's no, hear this it. Is, this is not complaining. Here's the thing.
0: I have a situation like his where I just got to go. Yeah, you can't use it in an emergency. Well, here's the thing. But if I want to go and I need to go, Uh huh. but I still want to be able to use it, Yeah. I want to set it up fast. I don't have tie knots. So if I can have
1: something where I just throw it around, Oof. hook it, and sit down... You better believe that's what I'm doing. I thought set it up the night before. That way you're morning constitutional. Then it's cold. <sighs> come on, man.
2: Yeah, come on, We're man. We're in the woods. I... So- Toilet seat's going to be cold too. First thing in the morning. So. Uh, here's what you do, man. Not gonna be that cold. Not if it's
0: like 25 degrees out or something. I'm here's, not going to sit on something that cold in 25 degrees.
2: Here's the hack if for I the
1: toilet seat. If
0: I keep it in my bed with me, put an underquilt. Or am I in, in my hammock with me? Uh, under-quill. And <laughs> <on>. <laughs> an and Charmin.
1: That, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, maybe
0: he could come up with that for like winter pooping with a with a circle that matches the the privy.
1: I'm so sure, it's yeah. like he works at UGQ. It's it's the warmer privy. Here's what I think that you should do. <laughs> the
0: warmer primitive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're worried about how cold it's going to be. As long, here's my little hack. As long as it's clean. You've never used one. How could you have a hack for this? No, not for that, just for toilets in general. This is like a hammock toilet, right? Sure. Yeah, it's like a it's like those hammock seats. If anybody wants to envision this, it's like a hammock seat with just a hole cut out in the middle. Well, if there's just a regular toilet seat and it's cold, like a privy, and it's 35 degrees outside, as long as the seat's clean, then you can sit down on it with, and you all may be squatters, may not actually sit on the seats. I sit on the seats.
0: I sit on the seats.
1: Yeah, I don't care. I sit down on I there. sanitizer. It's with my pants still on. Sit there for about 30 seconds to a minute, let it warm up, then take your pants down, and then the seat's already warm. You could do that with the privy. Thirty seconds. It takes less than that. It's just material like a hammock. It's the same kind of material that a hammocks. That's made. too much thought, man. I don't know what the denier I, is. The whole point you of me, the that? whole
0: point of me wanting to put the straps up, is more for just to getting it done faster.
1: It's really fast, man. It's the turtle. Have you seen the turtle suspensions? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that. I, I saw it. I saw yeah. it. It's your whoosh, whoosh. You see that? Everybody has to watch it on the can, YouTube can do channel that again, real quick. Whoosh. And then you just tuck it behind. It. What's going on, Hunter? <laughs> that's it, man. You just well, stick it through there and loop it. Well, see, it over. like I said, I need practice with it, regardless. Yeah, that's true. Now, I don't want.
0: I'm not going to go in the woods with that and not you practice. something. you can
1: practice it in the woods at camp.
0: Yeah, I can come to your house at your backyard.
1: Well, my trees are way too far apart. They need to be arms length.
0: I can just do it on your deck. <laughs> that's true. Set it up on the deck. Poop a couple
2: times on your deck. No big deal. Opera oh, doubles as a nice set. Camp chair anyway, so yeah, uh, you can use it. Well, you have a camp fire chair. pit, right?
0: I have a fire. I'll pit. I'll just set the fire pit underneath me, and
2: you got fuel.
1: Oh, right, gross, man. <laughs> okay, important. I want to hear Brian's other. Uh, he's so, only pooped in the woods three times, at least on the AT. Oh, the on the So, ATS. ATS. so okay. the third,
2: the third time was similar to the second time, except uh, a good, good thing to know, like make sure the tree is pretty solid. Oh, uh, set with I, your butt hanging off? Uh, um, sat on it and uh, was mid. Uh, Mid poo and fell through the tree. And uh, no, not in the poop. I didn't fall into poop luckily. Oh um, but I got a nice splinter in my hand. And, uh, oh,
0: gosh. But uh, everyone,
2: everyone heard the tree crash. You're like, Flashy, you okay? I'm like, just <laughs> fell on my poo. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm fine. But it was, it, it was clean. It was a clean. clean break. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, so I just uh, made adjustments. But, yeah, I guess there was one more time. I I, I did the stripper pole. I grabbed the tree. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I smaller I, tree, hang off the back I'm end. I'm a tree hugger. I'm a tree hugger when and, I do uh, it. So Yeah, that, that seems to work pretty well for me. Um, e- Sheltoe, fa- I don't f- think I did any. I didn't
1: on the Sheltoe once. Um, Wait a minute. You all were out there for two weeks and didn't poop in the woods?
2: Well, I mean,
0: there was always a place to go. Like, you would walk by gas stations all the time and other stuff. Yeah. And there was always a place to poop. Oh, uh, okay.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it did on the Sheltoe. I the never did Superior, once. Superior. Um, Superior, so they have they have a toilet um, at every campsite, and it's like a, a little fiberglass, like basically. Oh a, yeah, a you're ring. waiting
0: until campsite before you're going to the bathroom. Man. Yeah,
2: um, but um, for whatever reason, I didn't eat a whole lot on that hike. Mm-hmm. Um, I had plenty of food. I had food drops um, that I made. I didn't even grab one of my food drops um, because I just wasn't eating my food. Yeah, and uh, so like I think I. It wasn't the day till I got injured. Um, I think that was my first uh on my first trail poop. That was nine days in. Wow, what a crappy
1: uh, day for a trail poop. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and that was at the bear campsite. So oh. like I, I left my backpack and everything down at the the fire ring and I'm like up the hill and in the woods a little bit to the toilet and every time I hear a little rustling I'm like looking for a bear and make sure like <laughs> yeah, it's not, getting, not in getting in my, getting yeah, yeah, my food's not yeah. getting eaten and, and I hadn't doctored up my knee yet, so it was that was still on my mind, on my mind too, but um, yeah, like how do, oh, you asked about hiker trash stuff. Yeah,
0: just, just curious. Like everybody who's done any kind of thru hike, you have done hiker trash stuff.
2: Yeah, the, like the, it's
0: just it's just how it is. You hiked in underwear for like a day or something, didn't you?
1: Multiple days, man. I was chased so bad, and I think what it was is uh, was it cotton so, underwear. No, I was using um, what's that popular brand? Ex officio. Ex officio. I, I hate Ex-Officio. that stuff. Really they don't fit me really well i've never had any luck with those
0: i actually wear adidas ones that i use well typically if it's if it's summertime i'm just wearing running shorts i don't even wear i don't even have it's just yeah just the liner so i don't need it and then i just use body glide
1: with the ornament hammer or whatever version of it well i think mine was just like lack of shower because sometimes we would wash our clothes but not shower yeah Uh, yeah. while you're in town and so you might go like It wasn't a big deal to go six or seven days without a shower. Did you use any kind of body glide or anything like that? No body glide, just baby wipes, um, anti-monkey butt powder, or uh, Gold Bond. Dude, I'm telling you, this guy hooked me up
0: telling me about the Arm & Hammer body glide stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Priceless. I never hike without that. Yeah,
1: I bought some body glide. I still haven't taken it on trail, (sighs) because, like... Most of the time I'm not going on anything that even if you get chafed, it's gonna be that big of a deal. Yeah. Like if you get chafed on a three day trip, it may suck a little bit, but
2: gold bond will get you through a little powder. Yeah. yeah. So the you know, when you hike your trash stuff on the trail isn't hiker trash because you're you're out there. You're right. you're doing it's life. it. So yeah. It, it's when it it's when it comes off the trail with you. <laughs> so <laughs> so, you know, having hiked the A T, you know, there's some things that, you know, are now like amateur mistakes that I make. Like I, I should know better. Like I've hiked the AT. I should know better. I I took off for a hike one day after work, um, several years ago and I got hell up at work later and I wanted to took off for the Smokies right away. And I was hiking part of the AT to get to a shelter. And then from there was, it was like a twenty one, twenty two mile loop and uh all trail that I hadn't done yet. I'm trying to get all 900 miles in the Smokies and, uh, so I just go straight from work. I get down to where I can park my car, hiking on the AT. I hadn't really changed clothes, anything like that. Like, I, I think I had on some wicking shorts, but I still had on, like, cotton underwear. And I'm like, oh, I'll be okay. I'll, I'll change it in the shelter. Cotton underwear is no-no. Well, I, oh, I didn't man. change it in the shelter. It's pouring rain all night. The shelter's full. So there's really no private place to, to take off my underwear, put on, like, my, my right. wicking underwear. Uh-huh. So next day I I just start hiking and I'm wearing this underwear and I'm like, oh, I'll be okay. I'm just gonna be out, I'll get to my campsite and I'll be okay. It's pouring rain the whole day. I end up hiking twenty-two miles, do a twenty-two mile loop that uh, day. Get up to the shelter. That's like awful. Back to the shelter. Like I'm I'm feeling the dehydration more than I'm feeling like chafing or anything like that. Uh huh. I get to my car, um, I decide to just go on and drive out, find a hotel somewhere. Um, which actually I, I just slept in my car that night, but like I'm starting to feel it and I'm definitely smelling it and it's just gross. So I, I drive Ugh. down out of the mountains. I get to a McDonald's, go in the bathroom, take off my underwear and just leave it in a trash can and walk out. <laughs> and it's just like, that is oh. someone else's problem now. Yeah, dump <laughs> oh man. I didn't just go on my merry way, but yeah, you'll, you'll still find me in Crocs all the time. Like Crocs are sure, man. Like it's it's and like, I mean, every day it's like, if I'm not in work clothes, I'm in like Crocs and my padding on your shorts and just, it stays with you. Like it's comfort and, to me.
0: And you did 2006, no, 2012. Was that 2012 when you did the, the AT? AT yeah. yeah. Cause I knew you back in the late nineties is when we met. Yeah. And I don't remember you being into hiking or wasn't, anything. Wasn't. No, um, I
2: wasn't either. It wasn't until... My first overnight backpacking trip was just with a couple friends from church, and it was 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. It was right before I moved to Glasgow and and took a youth ministry job there. Yeah. And we just did an overnight on um, the Rough Trail um, in Red River Gorge, and it was fun. Like, didn't know what I was doing. I had, like, a, a crappy backpack, had a can of beans. That like, was dinner. Yeah, that was dinner, and a box of Lucky Charms. That was breakfast. Like that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Gallon of water hanging off my backpack. Like I, that's I always know, my
0: favorite. Like I didn't know Jack. That is like, my favorite one. The gallon of water. Like yeah. I, there's a. I'm not gonna say the name of the organization, but they try and get guys to go out in the woods, and instead of teaching them to filter water, uh-huh. they have them all carrying a gallon of water on their back with like a like a like a jug of water. That's and I was heavy, like, how man. are you, like, how is this training people to be in the outdoors? That's terrible. Nobody, yeah. Yeah. you're not supposed to do that. And, uh, but that's exactly what they do.
2: Yeah. It's so, amazing how
0: many people, that's how they start off. And then it was
2: like, maybe one or two guys kind of had some experience, but not much. And so it, it was just, it was fun to hang out with them. And, and that was my first experience. And, um, it was, I'd gone down to the Smokies for something. I grew up going to the Smokies. So I, I was familiar, like it was a national park. I knew there were some hiking trails. I didn't realize how many hiking trails there were. 900 miles. 900 miles. Officially, there's 792 miles worth of trail. Um, Some trails have closed over time. Um, Some trails have been rerouted. Um, There's some trails you you can only get to by hiking other trails. So I think the shortest distance it's been done in is like 815 or 20 miles. Mm. Um, Benny held the record for like quickest, the fastest known time twice. Um, he broke his own record and did it in the shortest number of miles. And then some guy came in this year, yeah, and crushed, and crushed it. it, yeah. And then a lady came and crushed that, yeah. Like this year's been crazy. for Speaking
0: of that, you're working towards your 900 mile club uh, yeah. participation. I don't know what you call it when you when you actually become a 900 miler, but you're working towards that right now. How
2: far in are you? You're over 500, if I yeah, remember. I, yeah, I'm I'm pushing 600 right now. 600. Check that out, so, dude. So so I wow, haven't been in, this year. I only got in. Somewhere like seventy-five miles. I didn't get a lot in this year. Mm. Um, wow, dude! I, I was pushing for a hundred miles this year because I knew I was going to do the Superior Hiking Trail. Last mm. year I did two hundred down there. Um, year before I did a hundred, and no, the year before I did fifty because I injured my knee um, right before we did the sheltoe. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, had to kind of heal up before we started doing our day hikes. And uh, so I, I've been pushing. the Last couple of years I've been setting goals and and trying to hit those. Do you have a 2021 goal? Not yet. Um, So this year my goal was just – I didn't have a number in mind. I just wanted to finish Tennessee. When I looked at my map, like if you look at a map of the Smokies, um, you have the Highway 441 that kind of cuts it diagonal. Mm -hmm. That that takes you from Gatlinburg to Cherokee. There's a couple trails, like the two most popular trails, um, Allen Cave Trail and uh, the Chimney Tops along that road. Um, But if you look at the map, like the other way, the Appalachian Trail – cuts across the other diagonal. So you have like an X right in the middle of this big oval. And so I, once I cut my map up into quadrants like that, it helped me plan my hikes better because I was just kind of crapshoot like, I'll do this trail. I haven't done it yet. Or I'll do this trail way over here. Mm, you needed
1: some organization, yeah. some structure. I started
2: focusing on areas, yeah, which gave it structure, but also helped me like appreciate the area more. I could dig into kind of the history of that area, mm-hmm. some of the towns around there. kind of learn my way around that area. So I felt more comfortable going in. So now like there were a couple areas like the Cataloochee area. I hadn't hiked until last year Mm -hmm. and like discovered like the huge elk population that live in Cataloochee. And we actually did a hike right around Halloween last year and came out and the elk were rutting. So you could hear them like, like grunting and, and, and screaming and then they what, sound wild, don't they? Yeah, and then it's you crazy. then you walk out there, and it looks like something off of National Geographic because you got one on top of the other. You hear some berry white in the background, <laughs> and, uh, a little champagne flowing. <laughs> and uh, have you heard them call, John? Yes. Oh, yes. It yeah. is crazy. It's insane. That so, bugling. Yeah. And uh, so it was super cool to experience that. And, yeah. And, uh, and I'm just like Valentine's Day in October. It was, like, <laughs> it was super cool. Um, but yeah, so this year, looking at my map. Like, I had some areas around the Cates Cove area that hadn't hiked yet, and so I was really focused in on that area. So Townsend, Tennessee is down in there. And so I was able to focus in on that area. Got most of it done. Um, did not expect to get as busy as I did after a hike in the Superior. I just needed, like, one more hike, like one more weekend hike to out, knock out Tennessee, basically. So you'll so, get that done easily. Yeah. So I may save it. Um, the I'm, I'm starting to have – I'm gonna to have to start hitting the more remote parts of the Smokies, which is mm. re- above Fontana Lake. A lot more driving. It's a lot it's yeah, it's more driving, but it's also like there's some of it that you can you can get a boat shuttle to mm-hmm. get into, but it's a lot more like remote. Yeah. So there's a, um I can't remember the name of the trail, but it pretty much goes along the lake. And uh, there's a lot of trails that connect off that to go up to the AT. Mm -hmm. So there's some, like, zigzagging up and down, like, the mountains that I can do. Um, Probably get knocked out in a couple weekends, but it's just it's going to be some big elevation climb.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Smokies is, like, the most visited park, I think, in the U.S. Because it's free. Yeah, and if people haven't been there.
0: It's beautiful, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those are some hard miles around the Smokies. I've never done an easy trail in the Smokies. In my I have backpacking experience what did you do I have
0: the little river trail Little river trail yeah. easiest trail in the world seven miles one way and you come back it's twelve hundred feet elevation that's over seven channel. miles yeah. and it's just it's and it's wow. it's uphill the whole way but it's so mild of an uphill uh-huh. there's nothing to it the only parts that might be difficult are a couple of the creek crossings if the water's high yeah outside of that man that's an easy hike and the campsite at the end of it is killer it's like uh almost like an island in between three forks of a river
1: wow it's really cool it's it sounds really, like really cool. a great uh sounds like a great trip in general but especially if you were a beginner and you yeah want to see something beautiful i well,
0: mean my buddy josh I, I i contacted brian we had like an overnight we wanted to do we just had an overnight available mm-hmm. and i asked him i said you want to go on an overnight he goes yeah i said you want to go to the smokies he goes sure he goes where i said i don't know <laughs> so i sent a text to brian i said where's a real simple overnight that's still worth going to. Mm -hmm. And he told us that when we did, it was great. Absolutely great. Simple hike. We read, you know, you have to reserve your campsites Mm -hmm. in Smoky. So we reserved the campsite, paid for that. And it's
2: It's one of my go-tos. If I just need like a day to clear my head, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hike out there and camp. I'll I'll take, I'll take a hammock with me too. I'll set my hammock up and just lay in it, read a book and just listen to the creek and just relax, and it's it's, 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 it's an so hike.
0: relaxing. Like it, it, it's so cool because it's literally three forks of a river just going around you, uh-huh. and you have to go through the one of the forks to get to the island that the campsite's on. But it's. Like, you've got a lower campsite and an upper campsite, and the lower one's a little smaller, but the upper one's huge. You could probably put 10 people up there. Wow. Um, and they've got the – of course, it's, it's the Smokies, so you've got the place to ha- hang your bear bags. Yeah. So you don't have to bring a bear line or anything like yeah, that. they have and cables yeah. all over the yeah. Smokies campsite. It's yeah. really nice. Okay, you talked about – just a moment ago, and we have to get to this because we're about to wind things down here, but you mentioned that you got really busy after you got done – with your through hike. And the reason why is because of your carpentry work. Yeah. And so we got about five minutes to kill here and we want this to be your time. You sell everything you can right now about yourself, your YouTube channel, your, your signs. Um, whatever else you got that you're wanting to sell or that you want people to know about or weed ways they can <laughs> <laughs> weed. kidding. He does not do that yeah. for our parents out there. You did not hear that.
2: Yeah. So, but if you would like to go ahead and just yeah. do that right now. So, so I love the Smoky mountains. Um, grew up going there. It's my, it's my playground. It's my sanctuary. It's, um, place I need to go to clear my head. It's a place to go when I'm looking for adventure. Um, it's gigantic. It's, beautiful it's um challenging but it's also just incredible i love it um so my my love of hiking down there and backpacking um i've always like you know we take pictures we shoot video we want we want these things to remember it by and i started um shooting video when i was on the sheltoye with john um, my youtube is nowhere close to their uh their numbers um but i just love just documenting my hikes um it's trails in a flash and they are good videos like
0: just because he doesn't have huge sub numbers don't be fooled if you're trying to find good places to hike in the smokies there are very few places you're going to find with better videos as far as just telling you where to go and the places you can check out because i ain't Anytime I'm looking into going to the Smokies, I check on your videos to see if there's a place that I'm interested in. So they're fantastic videos. Yeah. I love, I love
2: going down there and just shooting the beauty that's down there. Um, so I, you know, from, from hiking and and my love of the, of the place, um, which I won't be surprised if I end up moving down there one day and just being a hermit in the mountains, um, secretly. Um, but, uh, i I love it and uh so my my dad is a is a woodworker he's he's retired but he he's always had all these tools and and he's always loved like fiddling with wood and stuff and he bought a he bought a machine that um does some like fancy carving things and he's like i bought this i want I want you and your brother to learn how to use it, and you can do some do some stuff try to make some money with it or whatever and i I had no interest in it whatsoever, but then i'm like Oh, it would be cool to make like a replica trail sign, like just to have a sign of a, of a hike I did and hang it on my wall and like, be like, I hiked that trail and this uh, have all the memories associated with that trail. Like just looking at the sign, S- same thing as looking at a picture, watching a video. Yeah. And so I made one for me and then I made one for a couple of my AT friends and, and uh, they loved it. They're like, you should, you should be selling these. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like it, it was fun to make, but I don't, I don't know. Um, Well, then, I guess I posted a picture of it and, and, uh, Benny Braden saw one. And he's like, could you make this one? I'm like, yeah, I can try. And so I made, I made him an Alum cave sign. And, and he's like, do you have a website you're selling these on? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you should. So I whipped one up real quick and he, he promoted it and, and, uh, you know, I didn't think anything was going to happen with it. I, I enjoy doing it as a hobby, but I have to drive like an hour and a half to get to my dad's to do that. And, uh, it just kind of took off this year, even, even in a crazy, uh, pandemic year. Um, other people wanted a trail sign to kind of remember their, their hikes with. And, um, it's, it's more than just a piece of wood with a carving in it. Like these people are sharing their memories of their hikes with me. Um, even so much where I'm getting, um, people talking about, like they, they lost a spouse whose favorite hike was a certain trail. And I had a lady who ordered a couple different signs for me from Christmas and she said, "You know, each one of these trails is my grandkids' favorite trail to hike with their grandpa, who passed away this summer." And she was giving each of them that sign. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm getting a lot of these like stories of of these memories, and and that's why I started making these. I I wanted to have the memories for myself, and mm-hmm. it turns out other people do too. So started making these trail signs, and and it's it's really taken off. So. Um, and we just had,
0: you didn't notice, but the website was up on the screen just a second oh, ago, cool. scrolling through it so people could see it.
2: So I, I don't have a store. Um, I mean, it's my side hustle. I, I work full time and then try to squeeze in hikes, um, even 300-mile hikes when I can. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, you can go to carpenter-woodworking, um, Dash woodworking, or no, I'm sorry, carpenter-woodworks, I should know this, dot .com, <laughs> and – uh Not that I should know this. Don't type that in (laughs) in the the search bar, but Carpenter Woodworks, Carpenter Woodworks dot com. You'll have to edit this out. Um, That'll that'll take you to the online store. Um, On Instagram, it's smoky underscore trail underscore signs. And they'll put all this in the podcast notes. And then uh, Facebook is uh, Carpenter Family Woodworking. But it's something, the woodworking stuff has brought like, you know, something to bring me and my dad and brother together, kind of doing kind of similar stuff and they all have their different things they do and I like to the trail signs and
0: well and honestly I think I think the reason any of us do the stuff we're doing like the reason we do the podcast the reason you make these signs is to bring the community together Yeah, you know the, the backpacking community because that's one of the coolest things about backpacking is the community and you're giving people a piece of their backpacking history
2: yeah, without or, having to steal it from
0: <laughs> yeah which is and I guarantee there are trails that are thankful you make these because of that like because that's a problem. I mean, the shell trace. One of the biggest problems with the shell trace is that people steal the the, the markers, blazes yeah. because they want the blazes. Yeah, because it it's, looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's when I was on the Pinhoti Trail, it was the same thing. They, mm-hmm. there, it's a cool looking blaze. They want that, yeah. Yeah, they want that want that, that, that chicken foot uh, blaze that they have, mm-hmm. and so people just steal them, and they don't realize that they're one. They're putting people at risk yeah. because if they're hiking on that trail and they're depending on those blazes to get through the trail, and you're stealing it, you're going to get people lost. And two, it's costing these trail associations, which are not paid people. Most trail associations are all volunteer workers. Yeah. And you're causing them to have to spend more money and work harder. Mm -hmm. And neither one's good. Right. Uh, So what you're doing is you're kind of helping avoid some of that with, uh, with what you're doing. And like you said, there are people that they're having these memories brought back up. And they're actually telling you about it, yeah. Which it has to
2: be cool for you, yeah. It's really cool, and and I've I've gotten to make a couple custom signs of of trails outside the Smokies as well, which has been really cool. Um, cool thing, um, you guys are here at first here on this podcast, or you guys live. Um, I have actually been commissioned to make two official trail signs for the North Country Trail um, in Michigan. Wow, wow. Um, that's awesome! Commissioned by one of the trail organizations up there to uh, do. Um, a sign at both ends of their designated section that will welcome all hikers into that section, tell them who it's maintained by, and these signs will actually be on the trail, um, posted at each end with mileage to uh, the terminuses on both ends. So, <laughs> congratulations, that's so, that is and, cool. So, North Country Trail is that's a, awesome. It, part of is a large system of trails which the Superior Hiking Trail is part of, right? So, uh, it, it kind of went once uh, they reached out to me, I was like that's super cool. Now I'm going to have to hike that thing now too. Just Heck to, yeah, to yeah. like, Hey, I made that. So, that's awesome. I want to hike it with you. I want to see so, the signs. Uh, so that those will be up in Michigan. I'm, I'm not exactly sure where, but I'm, I'm going to start. I'm She, she reached out to me. I'm like, when do you need these by? She's like, I'll oh, know time soon. It's hunting season and followed by 60 feet of snow and ice season. And then a uh, hiking season starts. So I, <laughs> I got next spring months, basically. So, yeah. So, uh, but I'm excited about that. I'll have some legit like signs out on a trail and, uh, so I'm I'm excited for like more opportunities like that um, that could happen um, having some legit trail signs um, just to point people the way. That's and, cool, uh, man. So and until then, like I'm happy to do that for people's memories in their homes or offices yeah. or whatever. So. Now what's your personal YouTube channel? Name? Trails in a flash. Trails in a flash. Is it the same on Instagram? No. Um, so for the woodworking stuff, it's Smoky underscore Trail underscore signs it's hard to say underscore smoky trail Just look signs. up smoky trail signs yeah, you'll find it yeah. I, I, that's how i found it and then my personal uh instagram is carp attack so carp, A-t- carp attack yeah yeah so,
0: awesome that's very cool man well, i appreciate you being yeah, on the show dude you. that was we could talk forever man like you got so many <laughs> stories I, I love talking i love talking to guys who've just done a lot of through hiking because the stories are just always like never ending. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we do this anyways. We love the stories. Yeah. And so appreciate you being on here and you know, we're going to hang out again. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so we'll, we'll have you back on at some point. Hopefully the next time we have you on, you'll be making trail signs for a lot of different trails. You'll be officially doing this as your job. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be, cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> so for myself and Jeremiah Jerome Stringer. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: Adios.